It's Maddie and Patty, coast to coast from Brooklyn. This is Patty Benneman to San Francisco. It's Matt Younger. Say oh, hello, yeah, Maddie. Patty. This is so exciting, isn't it? Oh, it's so nice to have something positive and happy to talk about. Cow season is here, Maddie. Oh, it's here. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Pat. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's Christmas. Come oh, early in October. It's amazing. Cavs season starts Tuesday night against the eminently hateable Chicago Bulls, and all is right with the world, Maddie. Mm. Come on, Cavs. You got to make <sighs> it happen, buddy. Got to make it happen. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour with Maddie and Patty, two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, thinking about the Cavs, most of the Cavs, and the Browns if we have to, and the Tribe, you know, we'll get to them eventually. Uh, after more time goes by. Uh, so if you like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective, you've come to the right place. Uh, Maddie, you know, it's, the best part is, like, we don't even have the, this, this, this thing hanging over the season. As no. we thought we were, you know, this whole well, off-season, we've been talking about it. You'll get to some stuff. But the biggest one, TT's back. We got TT. We don't have to oh. worry about this. Tristan Thompson, he signed. Maddie, how do you feel? I mean, uh, first of all, before we get to anything else in the outline of what we're going to be talking about tonight, let's just get into it with, with Tristan Thompson and the signing. Uh, number one, uh, David Griffin has balls of steel, right? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, that's he, right. he, I mean is, is there a chance that he caved too early and he could have just kept pushing him a little and had him come in under? Yeah, but then it would have been a negative at that point. Any deal that we got that was good true. or bad. Once season yeah, starts, is, is, is a minus. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Cavs had uh, uh, Justin Rowan from Fear the Sword, uh, one of my, you know, favorite guys to follow on Twitter, Cavs Twitter, and a huge Tristan Thompson fan, actually gave us a, a B-plus or a B-minus if he was grading the deal. And I know he was thrilled with the deal, obviously. Uh, he, he docked it because of the, the holdout. Because it, so it took so long. Yeah, but I'm like, but what's – What's really the only minus here is that he missed some of training camp. That's it. And I don't think that uh, was in our control either. I, I think that was uh, that was Thompson's side that would not have settled yeah. for, for five <laughs> two. They were they were playing that game and it didn't. Right, and Justin just, talked about this. This is the outcome that made the most sense the whole time. The whole time, everybody saves uh, and, face, gets what they want. Mm-hmm. It's too bad that it didn't happen earlier, but I understand why Thompson's side would push it and try to get more, and it just didn't work. Well, Justin has uh, the POV, I don't want to speak for him, uh, but he's reflective of uh, a sentiment that I find within Cavs Twitter, which was kind of galvanizing around, let's hope we can get him for this. Honestly, pay him the max we have to. Just pay him like he's worth it. Just do it. Oh, yeah. And so, and, and so they were starting at the point of like that there was a big negative here. Why aren't they just ponying up? I, I just think this gives us a lot of flexibility going forward, getting 82 as opposed to 94 or 95. It's a much uh, more appropriate list. Ah, oh, it's, it's much more outrageous. flexible. Yes, but as Justin pointed out, if you put if you put the uh, percentage of the cap that this deal is at and apply it to this past year's cap, 
it's actually around like uh, 10 million a year in, in, in terms of like the actual average numbers, right. something like that. Uh, you know, and it'll be even smaller compared to next year's cap. So it's actually right. going to, you know, I think, I think this is going to be a bargain uh, uh, down the road. I agree. Part of this is, is me still price adjusting to, to think. Yeah. We oh, talked about that whole... earlier in free agency, but I still don't, like, I'm not calibrated yet for it. Yeah, no, and I think, I think that was what the holdup was mostly about, was TT was asking for the max because that was what his value was going to be calibrated in two years, basically. Right. And I think that's what they were smartly kind of going for. They had a point there, but the Cavs, of course, had a point, too, of saying, hey, we want to pay you what you're worth and still have the flexibility to be able to keep the team together next year because right. coming up we have uh, Mozgov in the offseason uh, yeah. next year to deal with, and he's probably going to go for more than Tristan. Not because he's, he's worth get, more. He's going to get a max offer from somebody, I would think. You think he's going to get a max? I don't know if he's going to get a max, but he's going to get close to it. He's going to get gonna much be, more per year. He's going to get a max. I mean, it's and the difference between him and TT there is just that he's so much bigger, and that's a big deal. Oh, so I seven agree. Players that seem like they can do anything. I mean, there's a long history of those guys getting overpaid. There's going to mm-hmm. be so much money floating around, so many teams with it. But, well, to me, the bigger deal is not so much his actual value and skill as a basketball player, but the fact that he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, no, we don't have that. Certainly, that's, we've lost all that's fair too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, is it possible to be critical of the Tristan Thompson deal? Because people are. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins threw some shade. Yeah, uh, on Twitter, I don't know if you uh, saw that. That wasn't so cool, huh? No, I mean, like that's kind of uh, you know against the brotherhood here. Uh, you know, David I thought that Miniman said that in his article about it quite clearly. He was like, yeah. this, was, this was not a smart thing for him to do." violating a kind of unspoken code and also like you know the players are about to go into a you know a negotiating period right for yeah uh, the, the bargaining agreement this is yeah yeah, uh, yeah exactly yeah I mean, they, you know, they, they got the deal to come up with right yeah that's, that's not a, that's not a smart play uh, for demarcus cousins uh anyway it, the bottom line is tristan thompson's here to stay uh Mozgov may not be next year uh depending on how crazy teams get with throwing money at them um the 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 J- Jacob, um, oh, what's his name, Maddie? WFNY. Um, he's, my, he's my resident Cavs cap expert. Yeah, Jacob Rosen uh, from WFNY. He pegged our available cap space after paying LeBron next year uh, for Moscow, I think around 19.5. Um, so that might be enough to get it done on an annual basis, unless, yeah, somebody gives him a max, in which case that would be, you won't be able to pay him. I mean, we. We could pay him, but then it's going to be massive, massive tax uh, uh, um, yeah. penalties. So let's cross we'll, that we'll, bridge when we come to yeah. it. Yeah, and as somebody pointed out, actually, I forgot about this. I kept saying my big fear is about the triple repeater tax, right? The you know, or the the triple tax. You get. It's possible that's going to go away. That's true. That could get negotiated out. That could that could get negotiated out. Like I, I don't know how likely that is, but that's it's it's certainly something that's on the table and not something we should count on being there. Yeah, and most of all, um, I don't think, with I mean, account. Gilbert has not shown any remorse about spending. No, no, In no. Fact, he's already going to... the spend... joke he made? Yo, it's fantastic. Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, I gave, I gave uh, David Griffin... Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Utah. I'm, I'm already, I'm already going to blow it. Go ahead. I gave him an unlimited budget, and he exceeded it. Yes, yes, perfect. Which is a joke for... I don't know if that's the government joke or something, but... Uh... Maddie, it, does, it shows he's not batting an eyelash at uh, at this. Which is absolutely, great. absolutely. And Maddie, uh, best decision I made all podcast uh, uh, was just now when I decided to just give, give up that uh, that layup and let you let you handle that. Yes, that's uh, a wise general. move. Wise so move, Pat, general. 
Pat, one more thing on, on TT. I think the funniest angle, and so, I can't remember who wrote about this, but I think was dead serious, was like, you know, he's, you mentioned this in the last one about his consecutive games played streak that he wouldn't want to oh, break. Yeah. And yeah. somebody, you might remember who it was, was like, uh, yeah, seriously, his mom would have had his ass if he had let that consecutive game streak <laughs> go by. There was no way she was letting that go. <laughs> so, no, I'm not surprised he signed before the season. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Um, all right, so let's get to the rest of the, of the podcast here. Uh, uh, tonight, we're going to give you a, a, a forward-looking preview, not just a recap of where things are now, who, who made the roster, predictions for the year, et cetera, but we're going to specifically kind of look forward to what, what to keep an eye on as you watch the games early in the season or watch the box scores and, and, and read the uh, game recaps. What are the new X and O sets to be looking for, you know, and, and what it means when you see it? What are the matchups to look forward to? Uh, and, and, of course, who to hate once the games begin? Uh, and we'll probably have something to say at the very end about the sloppy, drunk performers of the Cleveland Browns in St. Louis today. But uh, let's, 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 not, uh, let's not dwell on that. No, let's start, let's, let's, let's start with fun, Pat. We can. Let's start with fun, Matty. Let's revive uh, uh, our, our fan favorite. Um, uh, so, you know, last year, right, we started with the kill list, which was the, if I, if I could paraphrase you, there's a certain point when, you know, in the playoffs in particular, right, you're, you're seeing one guy, you're seeing him every single game, and they kind of get under your skin, and they're good enough to, to upset you and, and bash your hopes that you get to the point where you think to yourself in a consequence-free environment, I might actually kill this person if I had the chance. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, regular season is a little different animal. It's the course of a season and you run into these people, in the, you know, in the, in the middle of the, uh, of the regular season schedule and something happens and you just think to yourself, I God, I forgot how much I fucking hate this guy. And yes, again, uh, you know, consequence free environment might kill them. Uh, I think Maddie, we should have a running theme this season uh, of, uh, uh, you know, everyone has their, their uh, um, uh, power rankings, right? We should have our power kill list. Yes. So I mean, power you know I'm in on this, Pat. Right. We only have so much time. and We know I'm going to fill as much of it as possible with lather. So let's make a, a, a power five, okay? Yes. So let's do a countdown from five to one. Going into the regular season, Maddie, who, who is your uh, – who's, who's ranking number five on your power kill list? This is who I would want to kill right now. So this is not my prediction right, right who now. I think I'm going to want to kill. Oh, good, good question. It's a good point. Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think right now. Good point. This is, uh, I may have okay, that's what I did. Good. Go ahead. So this is who I want. So it's, it's, you'll see it's going to be heavily tinged by the taste in my mouth at the end of the season. But number five, of course, of course. Me, I'm, uh, I'm going off court a little bit, I guess, but I think this is within the spirit of what we've done here. Pat Riley. Pat Riley? Yeah. Nice. I, nice. Don't, I don't like the heat Why? working as a, as, a, as a team that scares me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. they've got, they've got some pieces there that worry me a little, Patty. I, I think what, we'll what ultimately it, be okay. I, I, I'm with you. Um, uh, what, what, what did the Pat Riley's do or say in the offseason to, to draw your eye anything? He didn't just, uh, let that team die, which is sort of what I was yeah. hoping for to take Helping it easy on us. He rebuilt mm-hmm. it. And I already have enough animus built up against him for the, all the tampering he did to get LeBron down there, which were just yep. being a blind eye to, mm-hmm. um, still, still his prime years. And how he runs his mouth. And uh, mm. I don't like the guy to begin with. I don't like yep. his haircut. I don't like his face. Uh, I like so his face. He's, he's, uh, he's number five for me right now. Matthew, this is, this is, this is, this is I mean, a wonderful coincidence. Uh, I didn't have uh, Pat Riley. I had Dwayne Wade as a stand-in, mm. I guess, for Pat Riley. 
Yeah. For exact same reasons of, yeah, they're kind of better than I'd like them to be. Yep. And there's a lot of still anger and hurt at the four years of LeBron's prime they stole. Uh, and Absolutely. Dwayne Wade might stand them mostly because, as you said, I don't like his face. He, he looks you like, like Sylvester a, Stallone? He's a black Sylvester Stallone. As I, that, was my, that was my early call. He's black Sylvester Stallone. Sleepy eyelids like on both of them. Sleepy eyelids. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, Hassan Whiteside, I might I'm probably, if we're going to do a uh, future oh, power rankings, forward I'm probably going to go to eight. Forward thinking, he's number there. one. Way up there. He's, I mean, he was an asshole last year. He is a hot um, and He's guaranteed to do something crazy and stupid. And Absolutely. if it's against your team, you're going to hate him. Yep, yep. Um, all right, moving on to number four. I'll, I'll take this one. We can, we can alternate. Oh, okay. uh, I, I put James Harden number four. Ooh. Um, I fucking hate that dude. Uh, he's a great player, but he is like what, – what, Matt, what do I hate more than anything in any athletic event? What, what drives me what, – what is guaranteed to piss me off in a game? I'm pretty sure it's flopping, what? Pat. Yeah, well, just refs. Any game, any sport, oh, I get about refs. You know, generally speaking, and, and what makes him angrier than anything is a guy who's, who's like a good, significant portion of his game and his value is derived from flopping. Not, yeah. not I don't mean flopping like taking a charge. I mean trying to get a call, faking content, faking shit to get a call, which yeah. I find to be a pussy fucking move. I Exaggerating agree. contact, you know, being in the right spot to 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 to, uh, you know, putting yourself in the right spot to get a call. That's, diff- that's totally different than nothing's happening. You're just wanting them to call the blow whistle and bail you out. It's, yep. it's a pussy move, and James Harden's the king of it with his, his, head, his head flop. He does oh, this yeah. head jerk and gets the call every time. It drives me fucking crazy. He's good enough that it's, like, hard enough to, to play, to, to defend a guy like that. When he fucking pulls that shit, I just want to – I, yeah, fucking murder him, I agree. I think there are some people that sort of admire that part of his game. I uh, fucking hate not. those people. I hate those people, and I want to punch him in the face. Pat, does it make you have any sympathy and drop him on the list that he was, it appears, dumped by Khloe Kardashian for the <laughs> near lifeless body of Lamar Odom? <laughs> oh, no, that's going to be shot for That makes me very happy. Makes me very, very happy. Uh, good, 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 good look. Man. Maybe he shouldn't uh, shouldn't flop so much and stop. Uh... Oh, big question: Do you, do you think he to use the um, uh, his his signature move from uh, 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 Lil B, the Bay's God? He got cursed last year. Oh yeah, and... he, he did get recursed, didn't he? Yeah. So is he gonna is he gonna keep doing it? I don't. I don't know. This I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't fuck this up for the season. I mean, the Cavs were smart. When they got called out by, by the base god uh, and were threatened with a curse, they immediately tweeted back, no, 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 we love you. It was, we were clearly doing you. Yep. We were clearly doing your dance because we love it and we love you. Uh, you know, all love. And so he took the curse off. We still lost, but whatever. It was still a good series. Uh, Maddie, who's your number four? Number four for me, uh, i surprised that this made me so angry as I thought about it. Uh, Kelly Olenek. <laughs> oh, no, yes. Kelly Olenek. How could it? He's not on my five. I have to. I have to adjust my five. I was. I was going through this going. I knew I'm picking someone. Kelly Olynyk for sure. That's a great call. I'm mad. I'm and I got myself re mad thinking about how if he hadn't done what he'd done. And I debated putting in various elements of uh, their coach, uh, the Celtics as an organization, Danny Ainge, uh, 
Bill Simmons, just because of how the mm-hmm. their strategy as a team that was going to get run off the court was to get real physical. The refs let that go. Mm-hmm. Um, game three, we said the refs got to get this under control or something bad's going to happen. Sure enough, something bad happens. Mm-hmm. It's our guy and does what it does in a year in which we very well could have won. And if we don't win, I think my, that's my, my Cleveland concern, Pat, is that we're going to look back on that and be like, that That was our best chance. really sunk us. And that got me yeah. real mad. And he's right back in. And I want to bring up what I said, uh, the question I asked you over the summer, Pat, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is the first oh, time they play, oh. Kevin Love just grabs his arm and puts <clears throat> it out of the socket. Mm-hmm. Are you mad at him or, or happy? Not, and I think we both said very happy. I, I'm very happy. I want. I, I just. I want. I want to give him a hug, a high five. I'd be so happy for that. He, and I want to do that and have all the Cavs answers just be deadpan, looking dead into the camera and saying, "Yeah, you know, Kevin's really uncoordinated." And so. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. No, there. He didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. It's mean not. It. A, you know. And then we'll take our one game suspension and move on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. One game. Some bitterness. Kelly Olynyk had for my number four. I, I, that's that's some excellent bitterness. By the way, Maddie, um, my biggest concern now actually is that I'm going to be disappointed in Kevin Love's coolness about this. I think he's, I'm going to be really oh, that annoyed. That's going to happen. Yeah, so. it's going to be yeah, and that's going to annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. And I'm I'm stealing myself for not hating Kevin Love, not hating Kevin, for for not, not thinking less of Kevin Love uh, yeah. for doing that. Now it's it's the right thing um, to do probably, but part of me wants it not to be. But Maddie, why are you upset? He's going to serve a he's going he's going to spend it for game one of the season. That's true. That did make a I mean, big difference. Time served, Maddie. Mm. Uh, you know what? And I, now that I should think about, think about it, and I haven't forgotten Kelly Olynyk, I still have him my five only because he's so bad and not actually important. And I, I you know, know, kind of balanced that in there a little bit. Somebody was talking about how their best big man rotation is going to be him and Amir Johnson. It might have been Zach Lowe. Oh, really, Zach? Come on. So, I, I mean, I mean. Yeah. Come on. All right. I, I, um, I can't take this seriously. Matty, move on to number three. Who's your number three? My number three, I got to imagine, is going to be on your list. Uh, M- MDJ, Mike Dunleavy Jr. Mm. Yes. Uh, 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 he, he's on my list. He's on my list. Uh, you, want to, you want to save it for when we come back to you and we'll really get Let's, let's save it. Let's save it. He's not number three. He's not number okay. three for me. So okay. number three for me is I couldn't decide who between the two. First, I wrote down Chris Paul. Because uh, Chris Paul, he's an asshole. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a oh. real dick. Oh, yeah. How about he's he's, stuff he's about one of the most unbelievable you... assholes I've ever seen. How about how um, much uh, all the rest of the league hates the Clippers generally? And he's a yes, big part of that. Th- 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 who's the stand-in for the Clippers hate, right? I can't, I can't, it's not really going to be uh, – uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Blake Griffin? Griffin. Yeah, I was like, is Griffin? Yes, Griffin. The players uh, hate uh, Griffin. Fans don't hate Griffin, though. Other players, players hate Griffin. like him intensely. Interesting. Interesting. That I'm not 100% I, sure of, but they really don't. I think because he's one of those too cool for school douchebags. Uh, oh, but that, that's also yeah, why. Okay. I think that's, yeah, that's very possible. That that's it's probably it. I mean, I mean, the shit he did in the offseason with the Andre Jordan thing, tweeting uh, uh, pictures of the, of, of the chair in front of the door. Oh, my God. I mean, that was, a, just, that was next level. Just unbelievable. That was good. Next, next level trolling. And like, part of me has to be like, I mean, I can't hate him because too much because that's so entertaining. It's oh, it's yeah. like uh, it's like uh, um, uh, Matt uh, fuck the, the other guy who's been the Clippers crazy uh, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes <laughs> driving to Mecula to, to beat the shit out of uh, uh, Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> yeah, which he didn't beat the shit out of him because apparently there was no Mark left in his face. But whatever. Uh, so Chris Paul, but of course, who's the newest guy on the Clippers this uh, this off season? 
Uh, Lance? No, Paul Pierce. Oh, PP, you're thinking of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Paul Pierce. So I don't know who to choose between those two, but, you know, I, I, I'm going to – they're tied for third, so to speak. Paul Pierce, Chris Paul. I, you know, we'll see once we play them in the regular season who, who, who takes the mantle for the Clippers. Fair enough. Chris uh, Paul's reasonable. But Chris Paul's just – I mean, he's just a – it seems like he's an asshole as a human being. Like, uh, you know, a misogynist with the, the female referee – uh, just a, 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 not a good friend in terms of uh, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, just, just kind of one of those people that you just want to not be around in, in life. Uh, I mean, he's the but, president you know, of the union. I mean, if you hold on, you want that guy to be head of your union. I guess that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want that guy. You, you, you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall, kind of guy. I guess that's true. And he, he also has LeBron as his vice president to just smooth things out with people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The nice, the nice guy. He's you gotta have the good cop, bad cop thing. Yeah. He's the bad cop. Uh, all right. So that's enormous dick. On that's the my three. Too. Okay. Absolutely. So, so Maddie, I, I, I'm gonna. Uh, you, you do. You do your number two. So I. So I can. Uh, you go to number two first. So I, I, I don't ruin any kind of uh, um, um, surprise here. So, what's your number two? My number two is uh, Mr. Joakim Noah. Mm. Two, two bulls, bulls in your – okay, uh, go ahead. Tell Maybe me why. Three. Maybe three. <laughs> I like this. Go ahead. Uh, for why Joakim? I don't, I don't know that – I think the evidence is plain. But he, he, he's, even though he's, he's benched, he's not even starting. Yeah, I know. That's weird. I'm not sure that will last. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, starting Gasol and uh, Miritich, Marotic. You're going to bring the Marotic? Marotic. I'm always calling Marotic. Never I don't. Miritich. I don't uh, Miritich annoys me, but he does not scare me. Um, so we'll see how long that lasts. I, I get that they wanted to split up Gasol and Noah, and you know, Noah will do whatever. Uh, but mostly whatever means is drive me insane with his uh, googly-eyed monster visage you don't, up and down the court like an animal. You don't think we exposed uh, the Bulls as uh, – there's some Bulls. We exposed uh, – uh, Noah as um, don't guard him. <laughs> uh, I, think yeah. he, I think he really wasn't right in that series physically. Right. Uh, we'll see. And supposedly he's in great shape, did really well over the side. So we'll see. Uh, I mean, if he's playing better, it's only going to make me angrier. So he's, mm-hmm. he's safe there at number two for me. All right. Number two for me is uh, Draymond Green. Oh, Patty. Um, big time. Which, yes, tells you who my number one is. Uh, well, Draymond, Draymond is again. my number one, so let's get into him now. That's fine. Let's get into him right now. So, so Draymond, uh, perfectly fine, number one. Uh, but I'll, I'll give you my uh, – you, you'll give me your, your, your reasons for number one in a minute. Uh, obviously, my number one, then, is Mike Dunleavy. So let's have our debate between Dunleavy and Draymond Green. Good. Uh, Perfect way to do so, it. So, so Draymond Green, look, still really funny. Uh, you know, the same reason why Blake Griffin for me gets a little bit of a pass, right? Because he's entertaining, he's good for the league. The same reason why he wasn't high on my kill list, uh, when we went to the finals, right? Um, obviously he shot way up, uh, with his bullshitness during the, the finals. He was a terrible fucking, he, I mean, he was a fucking liability to that team in the finals. Oh, yeah. That gets, that and, gets uh, glossed over a little bit. Yet, yet, yet carries himself like big fucking shit when he fucking shat the goddamn bed in the finals. Uh, so that skyrockets him up the list. To Did you hear his two. trash talk back to Kyrie Irving? Uh, yeah. I remember, first of all, I remember his you know, parade stuff. The nope, all that d- drunken, oh, drunk. uh, dumbassery. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Kyrie shit. I forget exactly what he said, but I, well, I, Kyrie I, I was on it. 
was on Shaq's podcast, which is an amazing right. sentence to utter. And, <laughs> and said something like, yeah, I think if we had been healthy, um, we would have won. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he said it like that, but that was the gist. And I think Draymond Green said, if I was six foot 10, I'd be Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, logically, sort of a weird you, thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, kind of, kind of a nonsensical thing to say. I mean, even logically speaking, uh, Kyrie Irving being healthy and the team being healthy is something that's possible that that could actually happen at some point, and it was it was possible at the time. It didn't happen. Uh, I don't know that Draymond Green going to be ever be six ten. If he was six ten, I think he'd be just you know. Uh, a six ten Draymond Green. No, I agree. There is a lo- there is a logical fallacy in his comparison. Yes. Sure. So to begin with, to begin with, but uh, also a little yeah. weird to, to do that with Anthony Davis, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like saying, "Oh, only difference between Draymond Green and Anthony Davis is uh, what four inches of height." An, an, an impossible, an impossible goal, an unimaginable goal. I don't know what he's saying. It's weird if to talk about another player that is a you know a, a serious rival for them in some ways, depending on how you think the Pelicans are going to be this year. But for the future, mm-hmm. and to be like, I don't know, just give them that much mm-hmm. credit feels a little weird to me. Feels weird to me too. Um, but yeah, so he's he's high up there, number two for me. Uh, but what saves him is the fact that. Um, I, I think he's going to be kind of weak this year. I don't. I think I think he surprised he's a lot of people. Mouth. What do you mean by weak? He's yeah. not going to play well. Yeah, not nearly as well. I think I think he had a huge year last year. Uh, I think he's going to be have a down year. I think he's going to be a little exposed. He's still going to have like his 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 moments, but I think we'll realize you're going to live with him hitting threes sometimes, and you're going to lose some games because of it. But uh, you're better off uh, just letting him jack up bad three pointers. I mean, thirty three percent is not a great three point. Do you think he's going to last defensively? That's where so much of his value was. I, don't, I, I feel like he was potentially overrated defensively. He has good matchups against a lot of teams, but like I, I, he was never really a, a terror to us um, in the finals defensively. He had some good moments, but he was pretty good defensively. Solid. He wasn't. He wasn't terrible, but you know what I mean. I, I didn't. I, right. I was never like terrified or frustrated. I, we. we we got ours on him. We kind of embarrassed him a lot. Like I said, I, I, I'm not afraid of Draymond Green. I think he's he's okay. He's he overrated. He's overrated right now. I think because of the year he had. He's a very good player. Uh, very versatile. No, I know which, you, you know in the way that Tristan is. Um, oh, speaking of by the way, Tristan. I think we said this at the beginning of the year. A bit, back when we back when the five years, eighty million dollar deal didn't happen at first. Yeah. Yeah. The suspicion that he was balking at not being paid Draymond Green money. He's now being paid exactly what Draymond Green's being paid. Yeah, that's funny that they ended up there. Uh, I, I think there may be something, something to that. Yeah. So here, here's why Dunleavy is number one for me, though. The same reason he was number one on my list uh, in the Bulls series is because he's white. He's the dirtiest fucking player out there who tries to hurt and maim people's careers and doesn't have the reputation because he's a white guy uh, with an NBA coach dad uh, and the clean cut haircut. Yep. It's just, th- that's why. And that motherfucker, I fucking hate him. I, I, oh God, the, the national nightmare of Verde when we did not sign him <laughs> with that, those rumors. Uh, but he, he's, he's starting out on my number one. He will probably fall 
but right now I'm still still livid about the playoffs and how I mean how he just probably basically just how, much, how many Bulls games you watched this year, Pat, to see him do dirty that's stuff. That's probably true. That's probably true. Because I feel uh, like right. if they were playing the uh, the Jazz and he did something dirty, it would piss you off. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Definitely. Uh, all right, so uh, we just should move on. We we spent our first like twenty minutes to kill this. Wait, I want to say one more thing about this, which is yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I I want you to cement your Jimmy Green's number one over uh, Dunleavy and Noah. Okay, well, first I'm going to say something that's going to make you hate Dunleavy more. <laughs> yeah, I, think, oh, I think. No, not possible. Not possible. Said, uh, I was listening to a podcast with Shane Batty, and I can't. Remember, this was during the playoffs or just after the playoffs, oh. and Zach, I think it was Zach Lowe, was asking him about. Dunleavy, because Zach Lowe is some, one of the people that acknowledges that Dunleavy is super dirty. Mm-hmm. And he asked him about that, because they're, for, they're former Duke teammates. And Shane Battier was like, no, 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 no. He just plays hard out there. Um, you know, guys get a reputation, but it's not. He's just, he plays hard. He puts his body in the right spot. It's a physical game. You know, did all the, the cliche lines you can say. Right. This right. is coming after, I can't remember if it was in the same podcast or an, an earlier one where Shane Battier said that Matthew Dellavedova was dirty on the uh, the play where I think his whole body of work, uh, we can name all the plays, but this was after the Kyle Korver injury. Um, and those two things in juxtaposition, Pat, infuriated me, and I would imagine would infuriate you too. So is it too late to put Shane Batty on the list, even though he's not playing anymore? He's retired. <laughs> I, I thought about having him on for just that reason. Can put I Shane Batty on the list. That would be too much. All yeah, right, all quickly, quickly, because I've I've talked about most of the action here so far. But uh, uh, what what what's your case for Draymond Green at the top of your list over uh, 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 Dunleavy in his deal? I, I hate the I hate the Warriors more than I hate the Bulls right now. Yeah, yeah, that's fair too. That's I'm fair. angrier. It's a more open wound. Uh, I'm, I live out here, so I have to hear a lot about them. Mm. Uh, it's a little more in my face. I, I deal with Warriors fans on a very regular basis. Uh, I think all those factors combined to make him number one on my list. And he, I, he's run his mouth all preseason as you'd expect him to. Mm. Um, so he, it's, it's too raw for me still, Pat. That's why he's there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I buy that. I, I almost put Steph Curry in my top five. Yeah. I thought about him too. Mm. Yeah, he's just just he's just so fucking good. That the thing that pisses me off the most about the thing that makes me the thing that makes me hate him the most is how good he is, and that's not oh, a good reason. Just goes into that him. terrifying mode where you're like, he's gonna hit. Oh anything. god, anything just just anything. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Um, ugh, fucking ugh, hate them. All right, Maddie, let's let's walk through the roster. The roster set. Cunningham uh, got the last spot over Quinn, so we we know our Quinn roster Cook. now. Cook, I'm sorry, Quinn Cook, Quinn Cook, I said Quinn, sorry, Quinn Cook, excuse me. Not like um, or one of the other weaker Quins that has ever appeared yes, in the league. Yes, yes, exactly, Brady, uh, <laughs> different league, different sport. Um, so uh, uh, we know our roster, we know that we're missing Iman Shumpert, uh, I did it again, Iman Shumpert. <laughs> there you go, buddy, you'll get it right there someday. There you go, hey, 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 it's calf season. Time to mangle all of the cat names. Exactly. Mispronunciating all that stuff. Elon uh, Schumpert out for at least a month. Oh, no, you know. I think he's out yeah. until January at least, Patty. I, I, I heard a month is possible. His cast is already off, you know, so uh, I, I think we might see him sometime in December. 
we'll see. At the very least, January. Uh, uh, Kyrie might be out till January. Probably going back sometime in December. Probably Kyrie first, then then Iman. That's what I thought. Uh, but now that we have TT back, great. We have everyone is healthy. You know, Verizhal is coming back from Achilles. Uh, uh, Mozgov is got a sore knee from his surgery. Yeah. Uh, so we could walk through the, 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 the roster here, but I, what I want to do, Maddie, is just walk through the roster just from a, a, a quickly here. Uh, uh, sort of who's most likely to what blank uh, through the roster? Um, and, and you can pick one for each oh, yeah. answer here. Sure, this seems like, Let, fun. Seems like fun. Yeah, let's do this. So, 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 so tell me, who, who is most likely uh, on the Cavs this season to get suspended for a game? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, the, the first choice there is JR, right? Yeah. I think he's the hottest head, but I'm actually going to go with uh, Timo Fey. Timo Fey. Timo Fey, both because he's physical and there's, there's an opportunity for him to have an altercation that would get him chucked and suspended. But I also think mm-hmm. he complains to the refs so much mm-hmm. uh, that he could, get, he could make the, the technical requirement for an automatic suspension, which I think is 16 or 17 T's. In the regular he season. He does complain a lot. That's true. I don't know how many teams he gets, though. I mean, I, I, unless we could join Crawford uh, in Norton amount uh, uh, early on. I think he's going to um, open more this year and complain more. That's what I'm guessing. So I'm going to go Mozgov. Who's your pick? Uh, Delhi. Oh, really? I think, I, I think Delhi gets the reputation, unfair reputation, and gets an extra scans, uh, 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 you know, he gets the lack of the benefit of the doubt. The, the exact opposite. The the dirty reputation. Um, I guess because he's Australian, uh, <laughs> people are like oh, Australians are assholes. So we're just gonna we're just gonna give it. To but this also means you think he, there's another incident of some sort. I think there'll be an incident this year because I think I think I think he's 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 gonna play. I think a lot. He to play a lot early in the season, and I think I think the Cavs have his back. He developed a reputation in the league. You could see it with, like, you know, Horford, uh, 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 you know, super nice guy. Everyone loves him, uh, getting so upset about it. I could see a couple of guys who are friends. I don't know. It's hard to predict these things, but I think someone's going to come after Delhi. Delhi's going to hold his ground. Something's going to uh, happen. And Delhi's the one that's going to be fucked at the end of the day. Gotcha. I mean, look, obviously, JR is most likely to be suspended. <laughs> but it's the boring answer. Right? So, so I think Delhi, Delhi's my pick. Uh, right. But I think a lot of is interesting. Uh, so who, who's, who's most likely to have a sex picture leak? This might also be an obvious answer. Yeah, I mean, my God, it's got to be JR. I get, JR is the obvious one here, so let's not do that. Let's say uh, I'm going to go TT because he mm. he's, he's a, a Ooh, yeah. photographer – very proud of uh, his own looks. Mm-hmm. Very proud of the looks of the women that he dates, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I could see that happening. And he seems like he could get a little careless. He's a little, bit, I, he's a little fun-loving and wouldn't, wouldn't be thinking all the time. I'll go with Mo Williams because Mo Williams <laughs> uh, <laughs> seems to have trouble with, with – he's pretty <laughs> – He's really forecasting yeah. it already, too, Patty. You're right. Yeah, he's it with the, 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 starting with the body hair, this cube. His whole group I, I, on Instagram is, has just been preparing us for that eventual. <laughs> exactly. It won't be the kind of sex picture you want to see. It's right. not what you what you would think or really hope for. It's going to be something really gross. Yeah. Just you know, something just oversharing. That's going to be the sex uh, sex picture leak. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great thought. 
so who is most likely to get traded, Maddie, in the offseason? Ooh. Um, this is interesting. So I think it's got to be somebody with a little bit of upside that we would attach to the – the trade exemption that we, or, you know, the, the, the trade chip basically that we have from Brennan Haywood. So I'm right. going to say, more yeah, I'm going to say uh, Joe Harris. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. That's... Supposedly you're going to showcase early in the season. They want him to play. One of the reasons might be to sweeten it up so we can trade him instead of a draft pick or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'm, I'm going to say Joe Harris. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I think I picked the same thing. I think Joe Harris is the is the easiest to move piece, friendly uh, rookie contract, uh, second round pick, uh, could hit threes, space the floor. He's got to uh, show a little some... something though, which which makes me yeah, think, especially at the beginning of the year with Shumpert and, and Irving out, um, he might be able to get some run. Um, mm-hmm. And the talk around the team that they're really happy with him and think he's going to be good, like didn't mesh at all with what I saw. Preseason, yeah, the little preseason mm-hmm. that I watched, and so it mm-hmm. sort of feels like some they're just talking up the stock right now. Yeah, Who, who's your most uh, likely to surprise? Um, I, I want to answer uh, Joe Harris again, but I'm not going to do mm-hmm. that. I'm going to say um, that we are pleasantly surprised by Richard Jefferson's play. Yeah. And some of that is is the low expectations that we set for ourselves with Marion and. Mm-hmm. Miller's years yeah. last year. I think we both thought we were going to get a lot more out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't think he's going to be a world beater, but I think he's going to fit nicely into the team and contribute positively on a regular basis. And that'll be a nice surprise. I'm going to say as a, as a big F you to um, uh, my beloved Cavs Twitter crowd, who's so down on Andy. Oh, Andy. Yes. Andy's going to surprise. Come back with a, Big year, uh, although honestly, I'm probably wrong about this. Uh, <laughs> I'll, explain, I'll, I'll explain later why I think Andy's going to have a slow start. Um, but uh, uh, I think uh, uh, Andy's going to be surprised by the end of the year. Um, uh, surprised just by one finishing the season, which he hasn't done, I think, in four straight years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a fifth season, and I think he's going to be a really key uh, cog in the playoffs, a key, key rotational guy. Um, Maddie, I, I have a, I have another question for you. Um, another most likely to, um, so we have our fantasy basketball draft tomorrow night. Yes. Um, I want to know who do you think I am most likely to overpay for, uh, in the, which cab I'm most likely to overpay for in draft tomorrow night. Oh, that's great. I mean, the easy answer here is Andy, cause he probably shouldn't go for more than a buck and you could, <laughs> I think you might go in on that, but that's not really the spirit here. Um, yeah. I think you are most likely to overpay for, uh, I'm going to say TT. Mm, okay. In a 14-team league, it's stretched a little thinner. You know, like it's hard, you're not going to over, it's hard to overpay for LeBron, right? Ish, yeah. depending on what you think about how many games he's going to skip. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyrie's in a weird situation, so I'm not quite sure what overpaying there means. Um mm-hmm. Love also, I think people think he's gonna have a sort of a nice year. It's tempered a little bit by last year, but overpaying their stuff. So, TT, I talk myself into it. TT, I, I, for you, I say Kyrie, uh, mostly because you're gonna probably play close to full season value for him, even though he's gonna be missing the first two, two months of the season, just because you love him so much. It's definitely possible. I, I haven't seen that coming on my team yet either. 
Yeah, I really, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's possible for me too. I really wanted them last year and our friend Skylar kind of screwed me. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, speaking of TT and Barazel, uh, let, let's get into the actual X and O's here. Um, the front court rotation now, we talked about it last year in the playoffs, but just, just fantasy about how deep this rotation would be. It's, yeah. it's even deeper now with Sasha Kong. Uh, I mean, we've got Kevin Love and Miles Goff starting. First off the bench, TT and Barajau. And then we also have Sasha Kong. Uh, and then on top Plus, of that, you have, like, you have the weird, like, uh, James Jones, LeBron James kind of like, you know, 3-4 three, three, kind, of, kind of role. And Jefferson Plus what? play small ball Jeff- four too. Jefferson can play small ball four too. You're right. Right. Um, and, and with it, it seems like there's a lot more teams that want to try that this year. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. the Pacers talking about playing Paul George there. It's, there's almost every team wants it as part of their repertoire. Um, right. I think we can play that way pretty easily. It's, yeah. it's, it's super deep. I mean, honestly, just between Mozgov, Love, and Thompson, three guys who are g- going to be paid at or near max contracts by next mm-hmm. season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you just play them for those two positions equally for the night, that's 32 minutes a piece. Yeah. That's not crazy minutes for any of them. You know, I think you slice probably seven minutes off of Mozgov's. I see him playing 25 minutes. 25. More, but, yeah. but 32 is about right for Love and probably about right for TT. Yeah, yeah, and teachers get. Teachers not. I mean, this, that's matchup dependent too, certainly, and we have the freedom to do that. But this is on an average. I think that's and that's yeah. probably about what we want Andy playing a night, right? And, Seven to ten minutes. Yeah, at least at first. Yeah, yeah, certainly at first. Uh, uh, I see him playing eventually fifteen minutes a game. Um, and the interesting thing is, like, you know, like TT is going to be our TT is our fifth best player. He's going to play the fifth most minutes. Do you know what I mean? He's he's going to play more minutes than Mozgov. Yeah, um, just because he's dur- he's more durable. He's going to be playing you know, close to 30 minutes a game, I think, 28, 29, like, something like that, whereas Mozgov's going to play a, few, you know, a, little, a little bit fewer. I kind of like to see um, Blatt alternate the starting center um, because TT is, is, as some people are pointing out, TT is not really a power forward. He's a center. Um, that's really what his role is because he can't shoot. Um, he's undersized for a center, but he basically does the job passably well. And he's and he becomes much more dynamic and valuable as a center. His ability to, to chase guys out uh, uh, on the perimeter and guard them and switch, right? So I'd like to see us based on certain matchups, uh, just throw Chiti out there as a starter and have uh, Mozgov come off the bench. I don't know how that works into like people's rhythm and stuff like that, and expectations, yada yada. Um, yeah, it certainly seems counter to what Blatt likes to do, which is get certainly his starting lineup set. And, and grow from Although, there. Although honestly, yeah. starting doesn't really matter, right? It's just no, exactly. It's, as long as as long as you're getting the starters minutes and finishing the games, uh, so to speak, that, that that'll make me happy. Because the, the best lineup we have eventually is Kyrie, Shump, uh, uh, LeBron, uh, uh, TT, and Love. Uh, we alternate Shump in for for uh, Jr. when Jr. is playing right. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is that like that means we have essentially like, four centers, right? And one true power forward in that sense of love as the power forward, and then you have TT. Yeah, I don't think I think you're pushing it too far to call TT a true center. I think we have no true, but I think it's true center. I mean, Andy's not even really a true center. Yeah, and and you know that's the whole point is that TT playing being a center is is all all that positionless basketball, which makes the stuff kind of less important. Right. But um, are you what are you anticipating from uh, from Sasha Khan this year, Patty? I, I see emergency minutes 
Um, I see uh, Moz got injury minutes. Uh, if Verja goes down, then 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 Khan's the first guy off the bench. Um, I see him as being our um, uh, what you call it, uh, Perk. Uh, he, he's our emergency minute guy, and I, I'm sure I we'll see him right. at some point. Right. Yeah, um, but because he's he's apparently still very raw offensively, which means to say, I don't even say raw offensively. He's 30 years old. That means he's bad offensively. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's not used to the speed of the NBA, Pat. <laughs> he he will he is, he is tall he he is smart uh but he's not he's not, he's not good at basketball so yeah. i think i think he'll be a useful guy um and, and more so than perk hopefully but i haven't watched him play enough yet um and right, but if, he's, question, if he's playing a ton of minutes it means somebody's hurt or we're winning we're winning a lot of blowouts yeah well, what's interesting to me is that like we're, we're going to see there yeah we're going to see Barrett out in an interesting role where I think he's going to be the stretch guy in a lot of lineups, right? I think we'll see Barrett out in TT lineups uh, uh, frequently because Barrett has the guy that can, can be in the perimeter a little bit and hit jump shots, which is a total change from three or four years ago, right? He was like TT before, not able to shoot outside shots, only being around the basket, but you don't want two of those guys. Fighting is not Verazau can do that, but he's not so nimble on, or on the perimeter to be able to do what he used to do in terms of showing up, pick and rolls. Right. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see Although, how we use him. To be fair, I feel like Andy's offensive game was always more refined than TT's, even at his rawest. He's a much better finisher around the Oh, oh absolutely. Dribbled. He's a better passer. He's creative. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's more savvy on the pick and roll. Um, and, you know, whereas Tristan Thompson's more just earth shattering on the pick and roll uh, <laughs> when he gets uh, uh, elevated. Um, but should we do another thing with the backcourt's going to be tricky without Kyrie or Shump start the season, right? Uh, we're going to be starting Mo Williams, who is just a sieve on defense, uh, and J.R. Smith, who's uh, solid on defense, but a little bit spacey at, at times. Yeah. You know, but then after that, there's not much there. There's what, you know, Delhi first guy off the bench, and then, you know, what? Cunningham? Joe Harris, uh, my friend. Joe, Joe Harris? I think, they think they're going to get a lot of minutes from Richard Jefferson at the two, which scares me. Yeah. You know, I, I, that, that's not a really strong perimeter defense, and that strikes me. Doesn't that, doesn't that sound similar to the first few months last year? Yeah, very. Uh, just having no uh, uh, resistance at the perimeter, which means that you've got guards and wings flying at the rim unimpeded, for our rim protectors to stop. Now, we have Mozgov. Mozgov is going to be able to help a little bit, but this is going to break down. Um, Tristan Thompson is not great at, at, at rim protection. Uh, Varys is not that good at that. Love is not that good at it. Those no, guys it's really are good. Just yeah, those guys are good when they have a, um, a con maybe, maybe might be good at it. We'll see. But those guys, you know, Love and TT and Varys are good when they're in the system, right? When they're in the right position where they can just play solid defense, man on man, one on one. Um, I think we're going to see uh, uh, an early – we're going to have a hard time defensively early on. It's going to be ugly. And I think we might lose a lot of games early on because Kyrie and Shump aren't there. Um, I think we'll, we'll start out with that, like, eight, you know, 19 and 20 type, type vibe. It's going to be ugly a little bit. Offense might be a little better, so we might, we might be better off in the win-loss total because we'll have had a full season. Uh, you think we're going to uh, be 19 guy. and 20 at the halfway point? No, 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 no. I meant, I meant that it's going to have that vibe, the game. Some of the games are going to be ugly. So be, be prepared, guys. I, that's what I think. I no, think I, I, we're going to have some ugly games. I, th- I think we're not going to hear any of the panic from the media no. we heard last year, though, right? Like, it'll be a very different atmosphere. 
especially because TT's back. If TT wasn't back, we'd be hearing the exact same shit, probably. Yeah. Okay. That's with a different tone. So that's my concern, and that's why I think Varys is going to be is going to be maligned further by Cavs Twitter because he's going to be having terrible uh, metrics uh, because he's going to be getting guys like he did last year flying towards the rim. And what the fuck is he going to do? Yeah. He's not built for that. And he's going to be terrible at it. So that's my thought about uh, how we're facing that. Any thoughts you have to share? Um, any thoughts on the start or just in general? Well, yeah, let's move on to X and O's. Uh, let me give you extra yeah. questions as opposed to, a, hey, Matt, something to say something. Uh, <laughs> so, Good. So, one, thing, one thing I wanted, I wanted to start doing with, with this podcast, uh, this preview, is to look forward to things to watch for in games, right? So, uh, in particular, um, like the offensive sets. What are the things that you're looking for that you think are things to look out for when you watch the games early on that will tell you about what Blatt's trying to do with the team, you know, whether we should be worried sure. uh, or, or what, something that's interesting to look forward to? What, what, what's, what, what are you looking for uh, uh, in these games early on? So, the biggest thing for me um... – and especially because Kyrie's out, and this is sort of a th- little bit of a theme in the offseason, is what, what's going on with Kevin Love. Mm. Uh, I think that's what I'm going to be watching most for and what I'm personally most interested in is are we using him uh, in a way that is more effective and involved than what we did last year where his offense was sort of a couple plays where we post them up and dump it down to him, and then we get sick of that, and then essentially he was just hanging out on the wing trying to keep a man out there and shoot threes, um, which is not the best. I, I don't think that's maximizing what we can get out of him. Uh, so I what's think it, What's I interesting think is like – sorry, go ahead. Um, so I was going to say what I would love to see is, is more of what he did in Minnesota, which is being positioned at the elbows, uh, being in a place to facilitate. Um, I think he's good there. Um, I think um, – I want to get more out of his post-up game this year. I want to get more out of his passing. I think there's some trust from LeBron there, but it also puts us in the position where we can have LeBron running off the ball more, or shooters running off mm-hmm. the ball more, um, mm-hmm. and facilitating from him. I think it's a, a look that, that could work and, and gets the most out of him um, and would also sort of silence a lot of the stuff around do those component parts still work together, which is still out there for some reason. Yeah, the, the counter the counter this that I've seen statistically was that while it's not the best use of love as a person and as a talent, it was the best use of love for the team in the sense that while he had really high elite numbers in terms of his post up game, in terms of his you know passes out of the elbow, yada yada, the stats we got with him just basically camping out on the three point line were way higher. Like right. the amount of points per possession when he did that stuff was way higher. And, and when we let LeBron or Kyrie do their things, you know, there's, those were all higher and those were the more optimal things to do. So I won't be disappointed. I won't be, I, I will be. So the reason I, I, will I be hear measured. what you're saying, the, the reason I would be is because there's no Kyrie. And I want to yes. prepare for a universe in which uh, he's not available because his health is the, the most down. Yeah. for me right now. And I think we should be able to be an elite offense without Kyrie in there. And I think utilizing mm-hmm. love in this other way is pretty crucial to that. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and Le- LeBron's been hinting at it uh, and throughout the preseason. And certainly it, there's, there's hints that that's what they've talked about in their special meeting, right? 
uh, right before Love re-signed for uh, the Max. Um, but what's interesting to me is, uh, you know, so that, 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 what, that dynamic to begin with, one. But two, I think also that that's missing. We didn't really try to use him the way he was used before. And I think a full season of doing that, I wonder if, you know, those numbers get up because he's surrounded by the better players. So if, he's a, if, if, if teams have to worry about that, and freak out about that? Does that open up things for other guys? For sure. Uh, one, and, and, then, and then two, yeah, obviously, uh, with Kyrie, yeah, we need to find a way to be effective without him on offense, and that's a really talented guy we got, so it would be nice to use him. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I agree you, with that. What are you looking for? Well, a couple things. Um, I just noticed, uh, you know, love in the pay, uh, pick and roll. Uh, uh, people like seeing that. I remember like, when we were reading about him uh, before we traded for him, how – what a dream it would be, right? This big guy who can hit those shots. He's so scared about taking the jump shots, whatever. He apparently, like, historically, he was, like, historically bad as the role man in pick yeah. and rolls last year. Um, so that's interesting. So, so, one, you shouldn't freak out if you don't see Kevin Love sitting a lot of picks and doing the pick and roll game. If you see it early, it'll be interesting just because it, it didn't work out for us well last year. So I'm not looking for that. I'm also, I'm saying what I'm also not looking for. I'm not looking for LeBron in the post at all. No? Um, no. No, everyone says, oh, LeBron, or like Jalen Rose saying, you know, LeBron's already a four, so why do you need to give him love? It, it, he's not a four. He can be a four in the playoffs. I will only see him in the four in certain games where it's a big matchup thing against a, a good team. Like yeah. when we saw LeBron go in the post against uh, uh, the Warriors late in the regular season last year. Yeah. Basically, basically foreshadowing how he played them in the, in the, in the, uh, in the finals. LeBron is only going to do that in, in spots to keep it sharp. But it is a bruising way to play, and he wants to shave his body. I don't want to see him in the post at all. So if I see him in the post early, I'm going to be a little worried because I don't, I don't want him doing that. Yeah, it seems uh, like you're really going to be careful with him this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm what I'm, my, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what I'm really looking forward to is seeing LeBron off the ball. Yes. I want to see LeBron dominate the ball. He's playing point guard. Uh, he'll probably play a lot of it now with Kyrie out. Um, but what I'd like to see him do is just dump the ball off to, you know, Kevin Love in the, in the elbow and start doing some off-ball action. Yeah. Like, that's, that's first of all, going to make it so easy for Kevin Love at the elbow, knowing that, the, like, at least two or three defenders are going to be freaked out at what LeBron's doing uh, running around the court, right? Yeah. Which gives Kevin Love all this open space to do shit and wreak havoc, right? That's what I really want to see more than anything. Um, but that does, that does require love to be at the elbow uh, to pull that stuff off. I, it'll be interesting to see also if Black gets any of his motion offense you know, yeah, that's, implemented. That's really I don't think it's going to happen. I didn't hear much about it in the preseason, did you? Likewise, none. None and whatsoever. Year, I feel like Black has given up on it. Last year, there was tons of talk about it in the preseason, right? There was that Mike Miller mm-hmm. quote where he was like, it's some borderline genius stuff he's got put in here. And then yeah. – we didn't see that uh, really at all during the season. You would you would see with a bunch of second units when there was no offensive creator out there because it was a big problem for us most of yeah. the year last year. Uh, and Blatt was like, you know what? We got nothing to create this. We're going to run my shit. That's the, that's, that's the only thing we can do. Because, like, you know, he was used to working with undermanned teams, right? And yeah. so that's what he would use his most offense for. That's when he got to get play out of it, which tells me that they were still running it in practices, right? He just didn't run it with the big guys. Right. So I, 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 that's something really to look for. If you see that, that means that Blatt has stepped up a bit in terms of reaching his players. Well, and I don't think that see really it, means he's stepped up a bit in reaching LeBron, right? 
Yeah, oh, but yeah, that's, that's sort of what I mean. I mean, that's what that means, <laughs> yeah. right? You can't reach the players if you don't reach LeBron. Yeah. But so that would be, it'll, that'll be a hugely positive sign. It won't be negative if you don't see it, because I can see Blatt being just realistic and being like, you know what, it doesn't fit this team as well. Uh, we don't need it. We have such talented players. We don't need to run the extra motion. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's not worth the fight. I, I, it's still not a bad sign not to see it. Because mm-hmm. like the, the motion, you know, the be-all, end-all. It's just, you know, I like seeing a lot of movement, a lot of plays and stuff like that as opposed to ISO. Uh, but you can, you can have good basketball without motion offense. You can have, you know, basketball that's not isolations, you know, nonstop. Um, and I think because without Kyrie, we're not going to be able to do as much ISO because we're only going to have LeBron and, and Kevin Love. So, yeah. um, so yeah, that's how I feel about that. Um, anything to look for on defense uh, in terms of how we how we defend people that you uh, are looking for? Um, so so the, the, the the big worry going into this year is the one you already talked about, which is our perimeter mm-hmm. defense. Um, yeah. Without Trumpert and Irving, and really without Trumpert is what I think I really mean there, right? Because Irving is yeah. well, Irving's better than Mo Williams, but he's still not um, still not a world beater or anything out there. Um, yeah. So I think how we what that man to man stuff does to the rest of our schemes and what we allow mm-hmm. or don't allow while that's going on, I think is going to be interesting at the beginning of the year. I mean, I'm not going to read too much into it just because knowing that we have Trumpert ready to come back will change things somewhat dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'll be a nice little test for us early on. Um, yeah. And it, how much it doesn't end up looking like last year will be telling in some way to me, right? Like, is, yeah. does that mean Mozgov is enough? Does that mean the team's just together more and knows how to deal with it? I don't know. And, and, and I think I may have oversold a little bit too, because JR is better than what we had at Shreen Guard last year <laughs> to start the year, which was what? Uh, uh, Sean Marion? <laughs> who, started, who started at Shreen Guard last year? Can't you remember. Remember Mr. Dion Waiters? Oh my God. Have you, have you forgotten <laughs> him so quickly, Patty? Well, because he got benched so quickly, too. It's, I, I totally forgot that. Yeah, and he was not doing what we were expecting him to do. No. JR has been better defensively, for us at least. Than, miles, um, miles, miles better, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's an improvement one. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I oh, also you know think that You know who we were, I left out there, Patty, that's not fair that who? we totally forgot about? is Delhi. Yeah. To the defense? For I mean, defense, it, yeah. It, it, I mean, the, that a, whole a defensive yeah. squad was predicated on Delhi and, and Shumpert at uh, the guards. And, yeah, Delhi uh, isn't, isn't a world beater on defense. He is athletically overmatched um, uh, most of the time. But he's smart. He's smart as shit. When, got, when he gets beat, he'll just foul. Yeah. <laughs> before, before they can get shot up, before anything happens, you know, he, he plays smart. Uh, so, but yeah, personnel a little better, but two, I think we also were really over aggressive on hedging on pick and rolls early in the season and we switched to the ice, uh, yeah. which is the, to, to force the, 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 the roll man down, down the baseline. Right. Um, and you know, so, so forcing the action down the baseline sort of helped uh, cover for the, uh, uh, the big man under the rim a little bit, give them a little more time. If we do that early in the season, I think it'll be less of a tire fire than it was last year. Mm-hmm. But I still think I still think we're going to be disappointed at the defense early in the season, given what a high level they were playing in the year. So, so be sure, ready but for I, that. I don't don't you think that the missing pieces are enough for people to be like they probably will round back into form here, and it's not a reason. For oh, that. 
Oh yeah, once we get the guys all back together, when we get the band back together, Kyrie, who you know really was playing a high level defensively at the end of the year last year, um, uh, certainly in the finals before he got hurt again. That, that, I mean, come on, that, that game where he blocked uh, uh, Seth Curry's attempt at a game winner yeah. off the but backboard. I will say he got beat to the spot behind. on that play too. It was amazing. Yeah, recovery, but, that, but... It, that's my point. Is that like he 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 was he's yeah just he's he's taking a big step defensively. Um, and I hope to see it cover carry over in this next year because you know he's also changing his game to take less balls. I wonder if he's going to start changing his game to to shift this energy over into defense um, and realize how important that is. Look, if Steph Curry can do it, if Steph Curry was like complete liability on defense uh, until last season, and he became uh, an average defender last year, then Kyrie can do it too. Um, anyway. Yeah, so that's that's those 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 are my thoughts about David. Those things to look for uh, early in the season. Um, all right, we covered uh, defense uh, trade exception. We talked a little bit about. Do you think we're going to use the trade exception this year? We have we have a big ten million ten million dollar trade exception. What what can we use it for? It's um. So I think the question is there is who shakes loose that's available that we honestly think would help on this team that somebody's willing to do for the trade exception plus a sweetener, which I mentioned earlier could be somebody like Joe Harris, if they play him a lot and he looks yeah. good or our 2018 yeah. first round pick or some mix of seven, second round picks. Um, and we don't have to use the whole thing. We can use part of it. So I, I don't, I think it's a little early to speculate on who those players could be because it'll, the universal sort of yeah. on how teams are performing come January, February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, th- I mean, I think we would be aggressive in using it if we thought we could, right? Like, I think that 2018 pick should probably be on the table. So we're in yeah. the window now where we need to push whatever buttons we need to um, if we think it's going to help us win. We're not mm-hmm. – the 2018 doesn't mean anything. Um, that that draft doesn't mean anything. So I th- I, I, I'm going to say, yeah, we use it. I, mean, I think it will mean giving up I, I here's my I'll I'll, I'll go to the limit. I'll I'll say we're not going to use it. We're going to expire, unless uh, if if we're healthy all year, uh, you know when our guys come back, when Kyrie and Shump come back, and 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 we're healthy the rest of the year. We have no season-ending injuries, in other words. Yeah, or or just like you know, concerning things that might linger into the playoffs. We might need some depth here. Okay. Uh, uh, if that doesn't happen, I think we'd like expire because you have to understand that also adding that, that, that salary to this team makes it harder to re-sign Mozgov, makes it harder to re-sign our guys. So it has to be a real clear and obvious upgrade. And or an, honestly, expiring, when they, an expiring contract. Or expiring, or expiring, yeah, absolutely. I, I can see that happening, but, but that, that's all I can see. Not, not a real actual piece that we'll use um, no, I don't think we're on the court. Get- I mean, honestly, because, because this team doesn't really need – we don't need that's starting point. anything. We, we have that's my point. basically, so I could still see us – I guess I'm saying I'll bet that it'll happen because it's likely that something will happen that will make us want to do that and we're in a position where we should do whatever we have to do to try to put ourselves in the best position to win. Yeah. Um, but, to, but to quote Gene Hackman and Hoosiers, the, this is your team. Like, this, this is the team. We, I, I don't see how we're going to upgrade in any position. Um, uh, if this team is healthy, I don't see any minutes for anyone else. You know, uh, uh, it'd be great if we could upgrade uh, in certain spots, but like that's not really entirely realistic. 
Um, I don't think it's going to happen. So that's why I think we're going to end up eating it at the end of the day. But it's nice to have that as flexibility in case of injury and we need to pull someone in. For sure. Um, bug a hole. That's where I think will happen. Um, all right, Maddie, uh, uh, to wrap up our, our, our Cavs portion of the preview, uh, a couple things first. Um, so uh, regular, regular listeners of the podcast and our friends really know um, uh, our friend Scott Fuller, uh, known as Scooter, who is, um, it was, you know, uh, formerly a, a man of substance and uh, honor. Uh, but now has been corrupted by the dark side. Um, he, he was so corrupted by his, by his, by his loyalty to the Cavs that he never forgave LeBron for leaving. And so he let it spoil and ruin the joy of his return and the most important playoff run in Cleveland sports since LeBron left. Um, yeah. He still hates the Cavs, roots against them, is not on board for the ride. My question, Maddie, does Scooter do right by his hometown at any point this season? Is no. giving us any chance? No. He's so prideful and stubborn. Mm. So prideful see, and stubborn. He won't. I see I see the good in him, Matt. I see the good in him. I know he wants to do right. Um, Scooter, if you're listening, I, I haven't given up on you. I believe in you. I can see the good in you. The stubbornness has overtaken him. Come to come to the good. Come to the light side. He won't do it. Don't give in to anger, Scott. That way leads the dark side. You're not helping with this either, by the way. With the Star Wars stuff? Is that helping him? Not that. Just trying to get him at all. Trying to sway him. Because then it's going to make him feel like it's not him. his decision. You know, he's super stubborn. Yeah, yeah. Think of the deep, the deep psychosis that's behind all. Are that. you are you telling me I need, to, I need to treat him like my four year old child, and when he's misbehaving, and just ignore him, just ignore, pretend he doesn't exist, and ignore him entirely? Yeah, and I think then that is what the, behavior, the yeah. behavior will correct itself. I still don't think his behavior will correct itself, but that's the only chance you've got. All right, uh, Scott. I, it, it, I know you love my attempts to get you to, uh, uh, you know be a man and cheer for your hometown team. If you want that, to, if you don't want them to stop, uh, you need to just, you know, do what's right. Otherwise I'm, I'm going to start ignoring you and treat you like a child. That's what's going to happen. All right. Uh, Maddie, win predictions. To watching the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, win predictions. What, what are your predictions on the season? What, 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 how many wins are we going to get this year? Uh, I think we win. What did we get last year? 53. Something like that, yeah. I think we'll do uh, – I'll give us one for the effort. I'll say we'll do 54 this year. Oh, okay. I'll say 57, 58. I think, they're, uh, I think we're going to – They're capable of doing that. I think they just take the foot off the pedal a bunch of times during the season. I think LeBron uh, totally. 60 games. They don't rush Kyrie back. They don't really care. Totally agree. Home I just field think- and home court in the first round – and maybe that's even enough. They could finish the third seed and be okay. They're going to feel I like. Just, I just think uh, uh, the dysfunction in the first uh, two and a half months of the season. Um, Will be dramatically less than last year. Yes. So, so the, even though we're not going to get full strength first two, season, first two months of the season, we're not even going to be in first place. We might, even, we might not even get the first seed uh, in the East. And that's why I believe that. But I think that we're going to get closer to 57 like we'll, we'll we'll get at least four more wins, I think, out of this okay. team. Okay. Even 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 with the foot off the pedal, um, I I don't I don't I, 
I put in here on our outline postseason predictions. I don't like that. Do you want to give? No, I don't want to do. I don't want to do uh, it either. Fuck that. You know, you, 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 we know what's at stake. It's it's championship robust, and uh, you know this team's certainly built for it. And yeah, fuck it, we'll we'll see what happens. I just yes. uh, the predictions would say more about us than they would about the the team. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm very uncomfortable with the fact that the GMs. It would just be if win. I thought I was jinxing it by saying it or not. It would have nothing to do with. It would be my own stupidity. Precisely, and, and silliness. So instead, let's talk about the first week. Uh, this yeah. week we have coming up. Tuesday is the uh, season opener at Chicago. You know, we've, we start the season on a back-to-back on the road. I know, God it's pretty damn. rough. Fuck you, NBA. I guess two, good te- two playoff teams, Chicago and then Memphis. Yep. Fuck, man. Jesus. Oh. Uh, so anyway, Tuesday, Chicago, Wednesday, Memphis, uh, and then Friday, our home opener against the Heat. I mean, that's, that's a – so it's not, not murderer's row, so to speak, but it's it's rough. Oh, it's a tough it's three, opening. You know, three and four nights. The Heat, the Heat wasn't a playoff. We're on a playoff team last year, but they're certainly expected to be this year. Yeah, um, that, that's rough. Uh, how, how do you see this going? Let, let, let's get your prediction on the first week. We can just try to do like a week by week prediction thing. Sure. So I think we go one and two here. I think we get the because it's at mm-hmm. home. I think we get the Heat. Um, but I, I'm going to say we drop Chicago and Memphis. That's Memphis's home opener. Chicago's mm-hmm. home opener. It feels, I have to feel like it's, you know, sort of like not as bad as last year's, but, um, so you're saying Chicago's we're going to start 0 2. We underperform a little bit. I think we lose that. Memphis jumps on us on the next night, fully rested. I, one and two, I say. What about you? Yeah, I think one and two is very likely, but I want to say two and one. I, I want, I want, I, 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 I want to think that we steal it from Chicago because I hate those motherfuckers. I do too, it's, um, but I think I, I'm going to get angry starting the year off. Doesn't that seem most yeah. likely? Yeah, no, the thing that worries me is that zero and three is actually a real possibility, just because uh, how, how how discombobulated we are. Our TT's only got a couple of games to practice yeah. and. We don't know what LeBron's back is like. Uh, Kevin Love is not like, you know, he's only been playing a couple of minutes here and there. He's not full 100%. We could totally start at 1 3. So, 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 call me sure roll, everyone. Uh, I think 1 I 2 totally is the, I, I, but I agree with you. I think 1 and 2 is the safest bet, uh, um, which is hard to say. But, you know, that's a tough slate to start off on, and we're not at uh, uh, full speed um, um, here. So, uh, let's move on to the rest of the NBA before we move on to uh, more depressing matters. Um, Maddie, what are the teams you're most scared of uh, uh, this year? Well, in the East, I, I mean, can, I can still feel... Ta- can anyone challenge us in the East for, for, you know, for real? I mean, you know, I, I hate talking like that, but, you know, so who's the real scare? A, be- a team could definitely get a better record than us, right? I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd hmm. bet on us getting the top seed. Um, Easily, but yeah. Playoff teams wise. that could do that, I think it's Chicago, Mm-hmm. Um, God, I don't, I don't, I feel like Atlanta is going to slip. Um, I don't think the Wizards can jump, make that jump. Um, I know some people are really high on them. I'm, I don't think, I think they're going to be fine. I just don't think they're going to go up that much. The Heat scare me, but I don't think we'll really get there. And nobody, not Toronto, Boston's not going to be that good. So I think it's really Chicago. Mm. Um, they could they could really have a better I, Chicago. They could have a better record than us. And the teams that would scare me in the playoffs, I think if the Heat get there, they scare me. And the Bulls, the Hawks don't, the Wizards don't. 
I think it's really those two teams for me. What about you? Yeah, yeah. Preseason wise, the Heat, the who scare me the most in the playoffs. Um, uh, regular season, I don't give a shit if anyone uh, takes the first seed. I don't either. Uh, I care more about the playoffs and, and the Heat or the, the team that scare me the most. We never play them well, um, and now they're better, right? They have Hassan Whiteside. They have Chris Bosh. They have uh, a good point guard in Goran Dragic. They have you know what's, whatever's Robert, left of weight. Gerald Green. Yeah, Josh McRoberts. So. It's a scary team, uh, except for Amari Steinemeyer. Or it, might not, it also might not work. And they could, like, there's, I think there's mm-hmm. very good arguments very for them good. not being much better. Much better yeah, but, the, that, but, but that, that but, circle around health and ability of those guys to, you know, like, there's a world in which the, the train goes off the tracks for this team. Yeah, the wall thing doesn't have much left. No, Dwayne Wade doesn't have much left. Uh, Chris no, Bob, exactly. Life threatening uh, illness. Which I think he's back and fine from, but still, he's doing he's doing he's doing pharmaceutical ads with Kevin Nealon and uh, Arnie Palmer, so that that can't be good for his his prognosis as <laughs> an NBA player this year. Um, I, oh God, yeah, he got ads that it started with Kevin Nealon and Arnie Palmer, and now he's he's tacked on to it. I saw a race like, car dude, driver in one. I didn't see him. That's not. That's not good. Yeah, race car driver too. I'm just like, you, you know what? Walking around with a bunch of old people and a comic on a golf course makes you look like you're retired. That's not a good look. Yeah. Um, but, you know, anyway. Uh, so the other one, they scare me the most. Apart, but things could also go really right there, I feel like, and they could scare me. My wild cards were scaring me. Like, I'm not scared of Boston. Sorry, I'm not scared of Chicago. I'm not scared of Atlanta. They'll probably do well. I'm not scared of uh, Washington. Although I think they're going to be really good this year. I, I, I'm one of those people that's, that's kind of high on them. If they are going to start shooting three-pointers and Bradley Beal's going to stop shooting Deion Waiter's long-range two-point shots, as he seems to say he's going to start doing. Right. Uh, I get more scared of, of Washington um, as a team because they, ha- you know, they, have, they have some good pieces, and that's a, that's a solid team, good defense, and that could be a, a dangerous team. Um, the team that the teams that scare me the most because I don't know what know what to think of them are Milwaukee. Milwaukee might be terrible, and nothing's going to happen. They might miss the playoffs for all I know, but they kind of scare me, Maddie. Just because good defense, they're, they're they're insanely creepily long. Like their their shortest player is like you know I don't know, but like yeah, they're they're probably long. Court they're starting. Or not front court, but starting lineup that they have. Yeah, it's very creepy and weird. And if they put it together, that's a terrifying team. But I don't know what to think of. Uh, Boston, I hate to say this, but you know, they played us hard. It was you know that's one of those funny things. Like this, that's the hardest. Uh, it was the, the hardest spot sweep. You know, they're they're a bunch of assholes. Uh, they they play fake rough, which means they injure people, uh, and they have a smart coach. Um, you know, I don't see anything that really scare me long term, but I can see them again, the same kind of thing where they just they play us hard and they get someone hurt on our team if we see yeah. them in the playoffs. So they scare oh, me a little a different bit. Kind, that's a different kind of scared, yeah, that's true. But I'll also be just really annoyed to see them do well at all. I don't want to see them get a top four seed, I'll just be so annoyed. Just, just fucking the Celtics do. Let's go fuck yourself already. Yeah, no, people talking about them. Getting, top, getting, they're not going to get a top baby, four seed. Baby Hawks, people are talking about them, Maddie. They're the, they're the, they're the darling pick 
for uh, a top four seed. I mean, I would be so shocked if that happened. They don't get an automatic one for winning the division, you know. <laughs> no, I know. That's gone. Uh, people are talking about them, though. They're, they're, say, they're saying this is like cause everyone's still got Brad Stevens' cock in their mouth. So I, think, I feel like they're going to regress this year. I hope so. That's just those motherfuckers deserve it. I just, I mean, I guess they added Amir Johnson and David Lee. People are excited about, but they, I mean, David Lee stopped playing for a good team for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know he can do some things, but he's, he's such a liability I, defense. I don't know. I he's forgot. Classic, uh, I forgot. I forgot they traded for him. Yeah, which annoyed me because they just helped out the Warriors uh, yeah. cap wise. Um, so I don't know. Matty, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think they're going to get a. I'll, I'll be shocked if they get a four seed. That's that would be crazy to me. I think they're fr- fighting for the fringes of the playoffs. Fair they enough. They buy that division. Um, uh, who, who are your biggest concerns out of the the West? Just 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 briefly oh, here, because we have man. So we won't. Go it's, it's hard to pick. Here's it's murderers row. It's six teams, right? Spurs, there's six, there's six teams Rockets, to worry about, right? Spurs, Rockets. Warriors, Clippers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Thunder, mm-hmm. Memphis. I don't think Memphis. That'd be my sixth. I think Memphis is past their window. Honestly, I don't think they can get through it. They don't. They don't. You're, scare you're probably right. There's certainly six on my list, but but I, I put I put them in the window because of how, how they play defense. But like, there's a world with with the Pelicans if Anthony Davis just goes absolutely bananas where they could scare me. But they're not going to get through. I think it's those five teams are the teams that could get through. Yeah. In yeah. The West. Yeah, and so that's who that's yeah. who scares me. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. You know, like Utah could be frisky, and I don't know. Right? Sacramento, I guess me. Sacramento people think might make a, a little leap, but we're not going to see any of those teams in the playoffs. So no, no, no. Um, who 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 are out of those five or six? Who's the who are the one, two, three scariest? Um. Gosh, I think it is Warriors. Agreed. Warriors, number one. Um, Rockets. Interesting. Rockets. Sis first. And. This is interesting. What, what, I think I'm going to put the Clippers there now. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's my third. Is the Clippers. Uh, Rockets are four for me. I, I just. Who do you have up there? The Spurs? Spurs, number two. Just the Marcus Aldridge and Pop. You know, they're they're a little too old. I agree. They're old, they're getting older, but like they've been, they've, been, they've been too old for like five fucking years. That's true. And Kawhi Leonard's real good. I think he's be so good. Danny Green. That's a nice so little, nasty. That's a nasty three so players nasty. to roll out there. I, I the Spurs like the Spurs will have to be bad for like four. It's it's one of those things like with uh, I don't know half lives like they have to be buried and dead in the ground for five years before I stop being afraid of them. Yeah, like that's 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 they're they're creepy, scary. That's um, a good point. I'm maybe I've just been brainwashed from listening to Low say this, but the Rockets, man, they're they also have a, a, a certain train wreck potential to them. But that's a really deep team, man. They, no, they scare me too, but because because of how they should have been destroyed by uh, the Clippers, and I feel like the Clippers lost that series more than the Rockets won it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, no. I uh, I, I'm not as scared of them, um, but they, you know, they, they do play the the analytics game and they're, and they're built for it, and that's 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 scary. They're up there. They're, I feel like a top three is not is unfair. A top four 
is my is my real fear factor. The OK City is a wild card. Yeah, uh, fine. But because because of, of who they are and Donovan, who knows how, how he's going to coach. But we got to see. I I I'm more scared. They're, they're definitely five outside of that group. I put Houston Rockets number four for sure. I agree. They got to show something. The rant that he's healthy, et cetera. The Clippers have a good have, have a you know proven coach and uh, you know were world beaters in the playoffs until they fucking choked. Um, so yeah, who knows if they, if they figure it out? That's a big question mark. Um, but let's see. Uh, any non-Cavs you expecting a, a bust loose this year? You, you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to Paul George being back. I like Paul George. Yeah, big time. I like him too. He's, he's a fun player um, that I think is going to – I'd love to see him come back to where he was. I mean, he was a top-10 player in the league before he got hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would love to see him get back there. Um, I'm looking forward to a full season starting of uh, Rudy Gobert. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. Um, um, and – and I mean, I'm also looking forward ahead. to seeing uh, and a little concerned about seeing uh, Jabari Parker back. Coming off the injury, oh. of course, but he was a nice-looking rookie um, and on my fantasy league team before he got hurt. Uh, uh, and year. also, uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins uh, had this fantastic in the preseason. Um, he, he, guy got, he, he, he started from halfway down the paint. Got his his man got the ball uh, got got a pass for a, a pick and pop three pointer. Wiggins closed and blocked the shot and took it back for a, for a, a, a dunk. Mm. It was you know so like Wiggins. I'm also excited about seeing Wiggins uh, develop, especially because you you mentioned Parker. It reminded me that uh, uh, our friend Jeff Steeg and I have a bet about after year three. That's right. Who's Are you going to extend that to year four because of the injury? You know, I have to look back at our email. We had we had provisions for injuries. Oh, okay. But I feel, I feel like we're ignoring the first two or three seasons. It's, it's, the, it's the, the third or fourth season. I forget which one it is. I think it's the third season. That's the one that matters. Like, we're, like, we're ignoring the first two seasons. It's all about season number three kind okay. of thing. That's smart. Of, like, not, not the built up, but, like, you know, because there might be some growing pains. But by year three, where are they at? Like, you know, how do they compare in that season? I think that's how we did this. I have to look it up. Uh, and we might postpone it by a year if someone gets injured in, in year three. We'll, we'll see about that. Who's your top MVP candidate? I mean, so another guy I'm excited to watch for a full season this year is uh, the Brow. Yes. Um, he's, he's sort of my, my, my front runner for MVP this year. I think – so it's possible that his numbers are just so off the charts, his plays so off the charts that he gets it. <laughs> It'll be an interesting yep. test because they're not going to be – I think especially based on injuries, they might struggle to get into the playoffs this year. Um, and, mm. you know, so often you need to be the best player on the best team gets it a lot in the NBA. Right, um, right. So he's in the top – I'd put him in my top three if I had it. I think any Cav is going to mm-hmm. – I don't think LeBron's going to play enough. Kyrie's not going to play mm. enough. I don't think – I don't think Love has the cachet to get into that now. Um, right. And the Cavs' regular season won't look as impressive as what some teams do out west. So I don't, I don't think it's them. I'm going to go um, – uh, KD, if he's healthy, is back into the conversation. Um, I think mm-hmm. Hard, I think Harden's way up there. Um, yeah, especially he didn't get it last year, so there'll be some sentiment for that. And yep. I, I think Curry's a real long shot to get it, only because I agree. 
the groundswell of a uh, uh, the feel good story last year. Um, the the the, the um, unexpectedness of his his you know uh, ascendancy, um, but also he played so amazingly last year. I mean, he's got he's got to like completely match it or exceed it. Yeah, uh, I, I year, like which is certainly with his ability. Yeah, I, I think that's 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 a likely thing to happen. So we'll we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Um, all righty. Um, Nate, should we should we should we move on to? Saturday. Sure, we can move on. I don't. I don't want to take a lot of time with it, though. No, we're we're already like an hour and a half into this, so oh, yeah, should we probably are. quickly wrap this thing up a little bit. I don't think this deserves a lot of time. So the Cleveland Browns play a, a, a football game with the St. Louis Rams. What I watched, Pat. Yeah, it, 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 it's a technical term for it uh, in America. They call it football. Um, I have a big question, though. Did, did, did Bo play? Did Dwayne <laughs> Bo play? Pat, our weekly update, I did not see Dwayne Bo on the field today. I believe he Bo was watched. a healthy scratch. <laughs> scratch. <laughs> I've seen some tweets before the game saying, Dwayne Bo is practicing like he's going to play, but of course he's going to be a healthy scratch. <laughs> so weird, isn't uh, it? Can someone, I, I, has someone not made a, a, a panda watch uh, <laughs> a, a gift for Dwayne Bow? <laughs> it they, should just be a, uh, a video of his locker to see if it's getting cleaned out at any one moment. <laughs> nope. Bow watch. Still hangers in there. Is he, playing? he is still not playing. Uh, Nine million guarantee. Uh you know, I have nothing to say about the game per se. I mean, well, I, I'll, I'll say this: I, not, not nothing. I have something to say about the game. But I'll say it quickly, which is this is a surprisingly encouraging game given our low bar in terms of uh, uh, how most of the game, uh, isolating six plays, uh, <laughs> was played. Uh, our, our offense, most of the game, was good and moving the ball. Our defense, most of the game, was getting stops. Yeah. Uh, you know, but there were the fumbles. We didn't get the fumbles. We gave up. Um, the, like, can, can we just – can we stop, Matt? Can we please, for the love of fucking God, stop throwing swing passes that are anticipated and so obvious so that yeah. the receiver catching the ball turns around and gets popped. Like, I, I've seen this play, like, at least seven times where a guy gets a swing pass on a little bubble screen and gets destroyed. Yeah, it happens so often. so often. Stop calling Flip, stop fucking calling it. They got it. They, they, they know what's happening. Stop calling it. Um, hey, Jesus. It's just, uh, this team That's is real so bad. terrible. Real bad. Um, but as you pointed out during the game, you know, there were some good, I mean, we were playing like a real football team. Yeah. There's, you know, the, the kindest interpretation of this game is I was texting this with you and my brother, right? There were five fumbles. We only recovered one of them. That's, that's a little bit of bad luck, right? You think we'd get Mm -hmm. one of those others, I guess the, that fumble turned into the one turned right into a score. Obviously. Um, I think the refs did us no favors today. And that's, I know it's a stupid thing to say in a game where you got blown out, but yeah, like yeah, that but I will fall say- on Joe Thomas um, on the, the Benjamin catch. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a terrible call. Horrible call. It was not, a, it was not, a, I mean, it was borderline, I, borderline because 
he did have his hands uh, when 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 a player is is perpendicular when the shoulder perpendicular to your chest and you have your hands in them. Like, yeah, that that that's a hold. Um, it's sort of the same way when when a player is on, when a defensive player is on the outside of of the pack trying to chase a, a, a running back, and he looks like he should be able to get him, but somehow he's being touched by the offensive lineman and he can't break away. Right. And all of a sudden, it seems like he's being he's moving through molasses or something like that. That's one of those plays that's like an obvious hold. It's the kind of thing where you just automatically throw the flag when you get in that position. You go, oh, that looks like a hold. That's a, that's, a, that, that's a holding play. That happened on the touchdown run for Todd Gurley. Uh, today, Orchard, it was the yep. most obvious hold on the fucking planet, which makes me say, Maddie, bring it back to our, our uh, 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 series we had in the playoffs. What the ref? The, uh, Cavs. What the ref? What the ref? What the, what the ref was that? that was I was glad to see Patton go nuts hold. on that one. You, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Hold the phones. Hold the phones. Matt, you saw Patton go nuts? I didn't see any of that shit. Well, I guess to be fair, I didn't see Patton go nuts. I read on Twitter that he went bonkers on the ref after that play. Ah, that fat good did him. All I saw him do was be mean mug on the sidelines like a fucking mark. I had some uh, friends, Pat, tell me that it was very weird to see him without sunglasses. Did you agree? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. It was weird. It was weird, yeah. I guess, because there's an indoor, indoor stadium. So. He's very by the book, Pat. You don't wear sunglasses indoors. Them's the rules. <laughs> Pat, I would like no to hat, say that no my – my call from last – I had a call last week that was absolutely correct. It took close to the end of the game, but I believe I said that Josh McCown was going to get knocked out of this game by uh, the Rams' Ooh, you, defensive you're line. You're right. Sure enough. You're right. He should have – I think he got knocked out uh, in the first quarter on uh, one of those hits. Um, yeah. He was the one where he, where he, he got hit out of bounds late and didn't get called, obviously. Uh, and, and then slid and hit the wall or whatever. And that was where he really hurt himself. And I feel like he played through the game with that injury. And eventually when he got one more hit, it was like, all right, that's just, that, that's it. I can't. I well, more importantly, more importantly, I think the medical staff said, you know what? We got to pull him out of the game. He's, he, he really got roughed he, up, man. I, I don't think he, I don't think he wouldn't, he was going to keep going in that game. I think, I think the coaching staff said, we got to pull him out of the game. He's, he's, he's clearly yeah. hurt. So, and so Pat, along like, those lines, I've got another question for you, which is the offensive <laughs> line had a, had a pretty rough game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's particularly bothersome to me were all the false start penalties. I think there were four of them. Um, yeah. And I read somebody after the game was like, well, they had a lot of problem with crowd noise. But then I also read that the stadium was half full. <laughs> so I, yeah. don't, I don't see how they could – unless they were pumping it in, which I think is illegal, I don't see how they it, could be – It is illegal. Um, I don't see how it could have been that loud to excuse – I mean, there's no excuse for that many, but – to even offer his explanation. Yeah. That many no, I mean, starts. We asked Uncle Grant to do the game. I don't think he gave us an answer or any kind of theory for why all the false starts were happening. I mean, some of it was bullshit, I thought. Uh, some of it was really ticky-tack. And it, it, what bothered me again was ticky-tack calls were not being called both ways. But yeah, to me ticky-tacks was, really what, are. What bugs me about ticky-tack calls in particular is when your team is fucking terrible and, and the calls don't actually matter to the yeah. outcome. Yeah. It's just rubbing your face in the fucking dirt. It's just like, God, come on. Pat, I guess I, have the... to watch, I have to watch this goddamn team already. I have to deal with these fucking bullshit calls too. That's the, uh, the overwhelming feeling like the complaints had, about I had from What's this that? was that even yeah. if the, the couple we talked about, if breaks had gone away, we, I think we still would have blown this. Like they, oh, they're, oh. 
Their offense Easily. is going to break our defense, bef- and mm-hmm. their defense is going to break our offense eventually in that game. And they had a bit more of a cushion when that finally the dam finally burst on both sides, but the dam was going to burst mm-hmm. at some point. Exactly. No Matt, did you realize that um, uh, a bit of good news, the silver lining here, um, you know we have the best right tackle in football? Yeah, he was amazing today, wasn't he? Mitchell Schwartz. Amazing. Pro Football Focus ranks Mitchell Schwartz uh, the best right tackle in football in seventh. Seventh among all tackles. It seems unlikely, doesn't it? It seems very unlikely to me. I do not. Uh, um, So on the Browns, I'm I'm quoting from uh, uh, Pro Football Focus's research. On on the Browns, uh, uh, 260 drop packs. 81 have been seven step drops, which is the second highest in the league. This puts more pressure on the offensive line, which is factored into the rankings. Schwartz has given up only 12 total pressures on those 260 dropbacks, but one in 22 plays. I, I, Maddie, I guess, I guess I noticed every single one, and in my mind I just multiplied it by 30. Every single fucking time I see him drop back the pass, I see Mitchell Schwartz being overwhelmed by, by a defensive lineman. I, I, I feel like it's every time. How, how is this possible, Maddie? I think, well, I'd like to bet on you just being wrong. I, it's a very good bet to make. I'm wrong about many things. Especially but I will agree with you that, that Mitchell Schwartz is the best right tackle in the league does not pass the eye test to me. Not at all. I mean, I don't watch enough football, but I mean, they, they put some other points out here. Von Miller, entered, uh, you know, Von Miller, the Broncos uh, uh, linebacker, entered last Sunday's game, leading the league in pressures. Against Schwartz, he got just one pressure. I don't really remember there being only one pressure in that game. I feel like the right side of the line was giving a lot of pressure in that game. Um, they say he's, he's not uh, Schwartz is not a dominant run blocker, but he's better than average, ranking ninth in the league in his position. Uh, Joe Thomas, by comparison, ranks fourth among all tackles. Um, so, if, you know, he's only three spots behind Joe Thomas. Really? It, it, it doesn't uh, add up. Uh, to, 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 I mean, like, uh, pro football focus, I don't know, man. Uh, they gave McCown an initial grade of minus 2.3 for his game against the Ravens, a final grade of minus 0.3, zero being the, the, an average game. That, that's zero is an is a, is a average rating, basically, right? So a minus 2.3 after he threw for 457 yards and two touchdowns against the Ravens. That, that seems weird. I, I, I mean, guys – it's embarrassing. I, I, I don't get it. Um, I mean, honestly, if pro, if pro football focus was right, then we'd have a better record, right? We have, <laughs> I, I mean, just that's almost indisputable. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys, get your shit together. Uh, all right, Maddie, anything else you have to say before we uh, wrap up tonight? I don't – honestly, there's, this was a depressing game. It's a depressing season. It doesn't change how I feel so much. Let's see what happens next. I mean, this, this wasn't a, a fireable offense game to me from a coaching staff perspective. This was a did-you-know-favors, did-you-know-harm kind of game. Mm-hmm. So end of the year, Matty, you keeping this coaching staff as, as of now? Right now. I'm At the end of the year. Him. Right now I'm keeping keep him. him. Right. You're firing him? I'm probably still firing him, yeah. Um, I mean – the only reason I don't fire them is just because uh, uh, continuity, continuity, continuity yeah. for continuity's sake. No, that's but, really what uh, I'm doing. Yeah, but I feel like they're they're still they're still. Right. I don't see any hope. 
Damn. And there's no point. There's no point in keeping a guy for another year that you're gonna fire next year. Why, why would you keep a guy for one more year that you're gonna fire next year and delay the process of starting over? Right. You're delaying everything. You're, you're wasting years by by keeping them. I hear that. Um, I hear that. So so I'm still firing them. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't end on this fucking note, Maddie. Um, uh, what are you looking for tomorrow? Uh, Tuesday night, Cavs Bulls. What's the one thing you want to see happen? That you think is going to happen, Cavs Bulls. The one thing, the one thing I'd love to happen is a uh, just a nasty TT rebound and throwdown uh, on or around Joe Kim Noah. That would make mm-hmm. me very happy. I don't need. I'd win. I don't need a win tomorrow night. A win certainly would make me happy. But just a rejuvenated TT in there doing something to the guy I hate would be a lot of fun for me. What about you? Hey, hey man, I'll, I'll throw to you. I'll, I'll, I'll say anyone. Ma- Actually, I'd love to see Mozgov. <laughs> Mozgov's great there too. Yeah, Sky Sky Skygov, Skygov, is just throwing it down over uh, Jokim Noah. Or honestly, I would just love to see uh, uh, Dunleavy get just just caught in the crossfire. Like <laughs> yeah. he has no business being down there for that yeah. moment, but I would love to see it. Just yeah, that, that'd be a lot of fun. That, mother- that motherfucker. Um, I'll go one step further. I'd I'd, I'd like to see a season-ending injury to Mike Dunleavy. Let's just say Hey, hey, hey! I'm I'm thinking of the entire league's health and well-being. Oh, that's very utilitarian. I like that. Utilitarian. Uh, I don't normally don't like utilitarian arguments, but in this case, uh, I'm thinking of the greater good. Yes. Um, You'll use I think he needs to be sacri- he needs to be sacrificed. Um, right. Uh, but most importantly, I would love to see no injuries this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really great. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to that, buddy. Hey, Maddie, Cavs basketball is back. It starts Tuesday night. I am excited. Happy days are here again. Happy days are here again. That does it for the Cleveland Sports Hour. The Cavs tip off the season on the road against the Bulls Tuesday night, followed by the Grizzlies Wednesday. Then our home opener gets the heat on Friday. So uh, watch all that stuff. We'll be back next week to break down all those games to console each other on another likely Browns loss to the Arizona Cardinals. For sure. Uh, we'll try and spend less time on the Browns um, as best we can. Uh, until next time, uh, this is Maddie and Patty saying. Ship. You got this down. This is good. I like it. Take care, man. All right. Go Cavs. Go Cavs.